Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. My name's Andy Mitten and we're all looking forward to the game at Old Trafford on Saturday between United and Liverpool. With that in mind, we thought it'd be a good time to speak to Michael Thomas, the former Arsenal and Liverpool player who still lives in Merseyside. We spoke to him at the start of the season, so it wasn't specifically about the game at Old Trafford, but hopefully you'll agree that Michael's an interesting guest to have. Michael's also someone who does almost no media at all. The former Arsenal and Liverpool player. Didn't play for Manchester United, but played against Manchester United many times and is good friends with a lot of former Manchester United players. And despite being from being down south, he's made the northwest of England his home. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, sir? You OK? Am I your favourite journalist in the world? Oh, very much so. <laughs> we sure haven't taken me out for dinner yet, though. <laughs> We can arrange that if you do a good interview here for Manchester United supporters. Well, let it go, will you? <laughs> you can mates with a few of the old United lads, aren't you? Yeah, very much so. Like I'm good friends with Coley, so we've gone all the way together and uh, meet up a matter of times. Like you or me, ringing. someone's ringing. Yeah. I don't know if it's you or sure. me. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. You'll soon see. Phone was ringing. I know, it's, it's not phone, your sorry, phone was ringing. I knew it was happening. Was it? Was it your phone? I don't know. It's just been connecting, so I don't know. It could have been. Where'd you grow up? I'm a London boy, South London boy, born and bred in Stockwell. Now it's infamous for that killing of the shooting of the uh, Brazilian guy. Yeah, men. that's right. Yes, yeah. That's and right. before that, the Stockwell Strangler, historically. Oh, bloody don't hell. That. It's news to me that that's a Stockwell Strangler. You, you know your history there. Okay? <laughs> it's all good fun. So growing up in London in the seventies, eighties, eighties. Yeah. Did you support? I didn't really support a team at the start, it's like watching good football, even watching Man United, yeah. even watching Liverpool, even watching the Chelsea, Spurs, never Arsenal. Yeah. What well, football was your first love? Because like, in Holy's family, it's cricket with his father. Yeah. No, for me it was always football. Football yeah. came first, you know, time you wake up in the morning, I was there downstairs playing on the, on the green patch of field in front of all the, the, the estate with the rest of the boys. Yeah. So it's a, a working class estate? Very much so, working class estate. You know, so uh, you know, it's not. I think I was the only one who came out, of, come out of there, to play professional football. Yeah. But it's a great way of you know growing up, yeah. friends. How um, did you get spotted? Uh, I got spotted by um, the first time I got spotted is by a, a, a police guy, a police officer. He used to like in the old days, it used to be like after school club. Yeah. Nice to play football after school, you know, in primary school. And they always said, all right, I'm going to take you to Chelsea. When I was 12 years old. So a policeman said, I'll take you to Chelsea. Yeah, take him to Chelsea, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, he took us to Chelsea, he was friends with McLeach, yeah. the ex QPR um, player. So I took, went to Chelsea, that was my first club I went to, and that from then on, and stayed at Chelsea for a long while. And I went to other clubs, but um, it was out of, out of Chelsea and uh, Arsenal, who I was going to sign for. You signed for Arsenal? Yeah, more stability there at the time. Was there? Yeah, yeah, Chelsea was chopping and changing managers left, right and centre. So what year was that when you joined Arsenal? Uh, 82. Okay. 80, 81, 82. So, you made your, you, you worked hard, you came through the reserves. What year yeah. did you make your first team debut? Uh, I made my first team debut against Spurs in the League Cup semi-final, first leg. 15 minutes, uh, came on for... Gus Caesar played right back. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's what I came. It's a big game to make your debut. It was, yeah, yeah, because basically I wanted to leave after. I was on loan at uh, Portsmouth. Yeah. And Alan Ball was great. All the guys down there, the infamous crazy get there. They were a crazy gang. Why? Because you had Mick Tate, you had Alan, uh, Mike Kennedy, mm. uh, Noel Blake. Yeah. 
So you got to think of all them players, Kevin Dillon, Vince Allaire, they were wrong, they were all wrong ones. Hard lads. Like, yeah, they were hard lads, what, they took on everybody. What sort of pranks did they do? So For me, never, nothing. But Mickey you were in Quinn. there as a young lad? Oh, as young, as young lads, 18 years old, and they just looked after me. Yeah? They looked, yeah, they were great, good lads, they were yeah. good lads to look after. Pranking, always... Or well, just, not just a hard team spirit. Just a hard team spirit. Yeah. We enjoyed, you know, get down the back drinking, and, you know, but get cards like everybody did. But you know, because I was young, come from Arsenal. Yeah. They were all right with you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. Opened my eyes up a bit. Did it? Yeah, compared to the Arsenal boys. So they'd be on the coach back from a game and they'd just be caning it. Oh, they'd be caning it. Yeah, without <laughs> doubt, they'd be caning well, it. Crate, walking over the crate oh. a bit. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that was, that was a thing back then, wasn't it? I suppose for most teams. So yeah. you, you, you you establish yourself in the first team against that at Arsenal? Yeah, and, you know, we started in the first team, um, what, yeah. started playing as a left-back, yeah. deputising for Kenny Sanson mm. sometimes. Then when Viv went, I went to right-back yeah. with Anderson. Uh, and then I moved, got moved to midfield. Yeah. So that, from then on, that's how it worked. What was it like playing against Manchester United? As an Arsenal player in the, in the 80s, it was great. Big games were, you know, those games when they're playing, you know, Liverpool games and Arsenal games, Spurs games. They're the ones you want to really be playing. What about? And it's a bit of a, a plus playing against Man U. It was, and not, oh, there was, there was, a, it, it was like Liverpool, uh, Man, Liverpool, Man U. Really. It was a big game on. There's obviously a lot of factors. Uh, United knocking Arsenal out of two semi-finals, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. In the eighties. Yeah. So yeah, so it just went on from there. FA Cup, yeah. Norman White yeah, sides. Yeah, so yeah. And <laughs> what can you remember your first trip to Old Trafford to play for, for Arsenal? Honestly, I can't. Well, what was probably. it like playing at Old Trafford? That was was good. the atmosphere? Because in the eighties, it was it was loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no prong, there's no prong no. side brigades then. No, it was very loud then. You know. And it was good because I was playing against one of my heroes, Bram Robson. Yeah. And, you know, he was immense. Why? Because you know? I grew up watching Bram Robson. The man was the machine. He was everything he wanted to, you know, to be as a foot player. He was the man. You know, so for me, it's like, it was great to play against him. Robson or Keane? Who was better? Robson, right down, Robson. Was he? Oh, right, there's no hesitation. Remember, you know, I played against Keane on, I think, his day, on one of his debuts at that at the city ground and it was lively great but you know Rob Robson they've done, they've done everything and so you, came, everything. you ended up coming up against him you came yeah, up yeah. against Keane yeah. who was the hardest opponent Robson it's a tough one it's a tough one I suppose Robson would be Keeney's just up there as well but you know I enjoyed my battles with Keeney yeah always enjoyed Any it I loved ones? it I always loved it still loved it always loved getting into a battle yeah, that's the best thing. In big games, you go into battle. You ready? You ready for it? You know who you're up against. Any notable it's... ones with Keane? No, not really. No, no. Just no. bang into yeah, each other. Yeah, just go into each other. Yeah, yeah. It's more like beating normal white side. Yeah. yeah, he was a tough. He's a tough cookie to play against. Yeah. Because he knew everything. He's older and more experienced, so he knew how to hold you and grab you and sort of like. He won a penalty. Yeah. At, um, a hybrid side in the cup. Yeah. And I was, old, I was next behind him, he just held me and just went over and got a pen. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a McClare, I think that's a McClare right. thing, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't be, believe it. That would be 87, yeah. fifth round of the FA Cup, mm. 17,000 Manchester United fans oh, in the clock end. Match, it wasn't a great match at all, it wasn't yeah. fantastic at all. <laughs> you're on about. For you, because you, you lost it, yeah. yeah. But it was worse than me, because yeah. I, I broke through and, and I went 
was one on one with uh, the keeper. Yeah. And then a divot. I tried to turn. I lost my foot in a divot. The divot, and that was it. You know. Reve- revenge for those earlier defeats in the earlier eighties. Uh, so yeah. you, you were seen as an Arsenal man. You, you were a London lad. Yeah. The, the move to Liverpool was seemed strange to an outsider. What happened? Why did you leave Arsenal? I've just got disillusioned. Just like it's a bit like having playing for Mourinho, and you got to play a, a structure. Yeah. And when you grow up as a kid, you play for the love of football. Yeah. You know, you don't play to just stand still and not do anything and not get you enjoy the football. And when you're a young kid in the first team, you listen to the boss, you do everything for the boss because you're playing first team football. But when you get to a certain age, you get to a point and go, you know what, this is not football for me. The ball's going over your head all the time. You're not getting many touches. All you're doing is closing down. And so um, I was going to wait, I'll see out my contract at Arsenal, be a free agent. And clubs kept on coming to say, come and sign. I said, no, we're going to sign. And Liverpool kept on knocking on the door, we're going to sign you. And in the end, I went to Liverpool. Because Liverpool knew all about you. <laughs> there, was, yeah. there was a game um, it must have been a small game somewhere in the 1989 <laughs> May 89 right? oh, I know that Arsenal fans and Liverpool fans will never forget it I can remember cheers in Manchester I can remember going out with my mates who were 16 yeah. and cycling home at mm. night through um, the centre of Urmston where I'm from yeah. and hearing a massive cheer yeah. in all the pubs yeah. I don't think a goal by an Arsenal player has ever been celebrated before like that. Yeah. But you stopped Liverpool winning the league. Yeah, did. Talk yeah. us through it. You, I can't talk you through it. I think everybody knows about the, you know, the goal. So you, you, you know. go to Anfield, you've got to win to win the league. You've got to win to win the league, yeah. We nearly threw it away against uh, Wimbledon. And, then, and on a Saturday in midweek, that was in midweek. And on the Saturday we, we lost to Derby. We could have, if we beat Derby, we would have won the league. But obviously nerves gets to you. Yeah, last so you go three down, games you're nervy. Ago. You're against Liverpool, who are very nervy. You know, they're, they're quite invincible at the, at the time. That Liverpool team, but we, we were never we were never frightened of them. So for us, it was like, oh, all the players have got to play Liverpool. We have no fear against them. We've beaten them before, and just we knew we had to win by two clear goals. Right. George made us relax for the whole week. Yeah. You know, and from then on. We just went and done the job to do. So you were one nil up, and then in the final minutes. Well, everybody knows about the you know the final minutes. I never knew nothing about what time. There's no clock at Anfield. What do you remember about the goal? Your goal, which won Arsenal the league and stopped Liverpool winning. I, the I league. think it's just a fate. Of, it's just fate to me. I just think what I wanted to do when it came to me, I wanted to put, uh, pull it over Stephen Nichols' shoulder and go the other side of him. But as I tried to lob him, hit his shoulder, hit me, went across, went, went behind him. So it's in the path now of Bruce Grobler. So um, from then on, I'm just thinking it's, it's about wits now. Who's going to crack me or Bruce? Who's make their first move, shoulder round? And luckily, Bruce did. And another second more, I wouldn't have scored because uh, Ray Houghton was right behind me, you know, going in for the tackle. Straight into the away end to celebrate? Uh, I don't think I wanted to away end. I just I turned round and he broke my neck. <laughs> in the handstand but no I didn't do that I should have I think everybody else did I saw Craig Rose run off into the crowd but I'd never done that so yeah so the standout moment of your career oh well for a lot of people it is it's, for me it's always been the FA Cup because yeah. that's the biggest thing in football at the time okay. more than the, more than the European Cup Champions League Yeah. so it'll always be the FA Cup with Liverpool yeah 
because that's my dream as a kid. That's what you dream about scoring the FA yeah. Cup, don't you? Yeah. That's, that was the biggest thing ever. It was, I remember speaking to the former Man United goalie Alex Stepney, and he said the FA Cup was bigger than the European Cup. Yeah, that's right how down. the players felt. That's how, yeah, we felt because yeah. the lead up to it, two weeks before, you know, that even in the whole week, you're on TV, you're doing things, and it's great. And even for spectators, great to watch because yeah. it's like it's a knockout was on, everything swap shop was on, you know, the teams and players they help you see them beforehand in the hotel. So that was great. And then you must have Arsenal fans coming up to you to this. Oh yeah, get Arsenal fans, got Evertonian fans saying great. Everton, <laughs> Everton players go, what a great holiday they had in Marbella or something. Because when, when, oh. when they found a score, yeah. they were loving it. So, the so yeah, 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 yeah. They were in Marbella and they were like celebrating. So they had a great time. <laughs> and then so. with Liverpool, did you when you joined Liverpool, did you think we can carry on? Being the dominant force that they had been throughout the 80s. Yeah, I always thought that, you know, um, to be honest, when, when Graham Sooner signed me, he said that I, I wanted to play with Steve McMahon place. And I was like, I like to, I love, love to have learned from Steve McMahon. Really, that's the most important thing. You learn from them. The history of Liverpool is about you go into reserves, play a few games, get rich, you get to know how to play. And it happened too soon, I think. And I think he's mentioned it enough times. It changed everything so quick and it shouldn't have. Yeah. You know. And Liverpool haven't haven't won the league since. I know you as a man you must I mean, be laughing. I mean, but it's it, the first time I think uh Jan Mobile always says Liverpool are the only club out of all the big teams around the world to not win the league. Yeah. And it's weird to say that. Yeah. And it's strange. I mean it, it concerns me greatly as a man junior. <laughs> I bet you do, yeah, yeah. This hasn't happened. Thank you. And as just it goes Carib. Just just <laughs> been handed a, a Carib lager, which I'm well I might, enjoy. I might I might just Toast to Liverpool not winning the league for because no, it was right. recently 25 years. Was it? Yeah, it was the anniversary of the party. Oh, is it? Yeah, I invited yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. You still you still live in the northwest, don't you? I still live in the northwest. Uh, my wife's from the north, so that's why I'm still in the northwest. Otherwise, I'd be in the south, with my, uh, just outside Cobham, Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. And what have you done since since play, finishing football? Still playing little five-side games for the PFA and stuff, and yeah. for Liverpool boys, and, and do bits and bobs for TV and our radio. So yeah. And when did you leave Liverpool? I left in '98. I went to obviously Benfica. Yeah. Two years there. Yeah. Come back from there, Wimbledon for two years. Yeah. And then came back home. That was it. Um, finally, done. before you go, you, you won the FA Cup with Liverpool. Yep. Um, you reached another final in 1996. Oh, that game. The, yeah. the, the um, nondescript game. Yeah, <laughs> you can't even call it Eric Cantona final because it was the worst final in the world when you look at it. You watch it. It, it, was, it was a poor, poor game. Why? It was a poor game. It was, it was meant to be the best game ever for a cup final. People just didn't turn up. I don't, I don't think. They just didn't turn up to play. You know. Um, um, what, what was your first impression when you got measured up for suits for that game? Yeah, well, when we got measured up, we didn't get. We weren't told we got white suits. So when did cream you first, suits. When did you first see the, the when, cream when they white when suits? they came out for the bag? About <laughs> days before. Yeah, <laughs> that's on the time. People, you know, everybody goes, ah, oh, you must knew. No one knew. You know, Barnes and Rushy, they're, they're the ones who, like the older statesmen, since, and they don't, they, don't, they didn't even know. No one knew. So what what did you think when you saw it for the first time? I thought you take the piss, obviously take the piss. But you know, if we had won that, it would have been the coolest fucking team yeah. ever. Yeah. You know, but you know. That's how it goes. And then Eric Eric scored, shot, went through a crowded Liverpool box. I always laugh at that because it was like ducking for dear life to get that, that ball. You, you know, but Steve Bruce would have put his head around it. None of our boys did. <laughs> you got it after that game. It felt weird for me because uh, when you don't play, it's a weird feeling. You're not playing. You don't really feel part of it. 
I came in for about five minutes yeah. and got club, clubbed by Scholes and a few others came in all at one same time. Yeah. But it just didn't feel like, I didn't feel part of it. Yeah. And it's so weird. Yeah. You know, I felt sorry for the lads and obviously the club itself, but as a player, five minutes ain't enough, you don't feel. And what was it like finally when you played against Man United in the mid 90s? Because by that time, United were the dominant team in English football. Always loved it. Doesn't yeah. matter, doesn't matter if they're dominant or not dominant. Playing against Man United or any big team, it's great to play. And you, you know, and first time play, or didn't, didn't play. I think I was almost been injured. Just feel the hatred between Man United Liverpool sports. Yeah. I was like, I've never ever felt that before, like in a crowd or whatever. It's magnificent, isn't it? it oh, <laughs> it's just hatred. It's just never experienced it. I, I love the I'm edge, never, though. You know, yeah, the edge I'm, is great. I'm, I'm not into chants about Hillsborough or about Munich nah, but I love the, the edge, edge between yeah, yeah. them it's just down the road isn't it it's, yeah. you know, but it's funny because you know people think oh the players don't like each other we, get, we all get on fine off the pitch yeah. you yeah. know some of us get fine but when we cross that line I'm going I'm to smash into Coley or smash into anybody there yeah. Mikel Silvestri or any, anyone I spoke so, to a few see. United lads who said we, we got told not to like Liverpool when we I played see, and, and, yet, and yet since yeah. We've stopped playing, I've got to know them, that the, yeah. these are players talking. Yeah. And the, some good friendship have yeah. friendships have endured. But that's how it is, that's how you grow grown up. As me and London boy, you grew, grew up to hate Tottenham. Yeah. So, you know, Liverpool's grew up to hate Man United, that's how it works. Yeah. Hate your rivals, so when you're a young kid, it's installed in you. Yeah. Thank you for your time, good you're luck. You're welcome, cheers for that. So that's it for this podcast, a little bit shorter than usual, but we thank Michael for his time. Um, the next podcast will be done around the Liverpool game at Old Trafford. Steve Armstrong is going to get stuck into that at the weekend and then I'll do the following one from Eindhoven next week. I've actually been in Eindhoven this week interviewing Philip Koku as well as PSV's general manager ahead of the youth system. Very successful club there at the moment. Profitable, most importantly successful on the field. The, the Dutch champions they brought through Memphis Depay, several other good players. So things are going well at PSV, hopefully not too well, and they don't get a win against Manchester United like they did last time in the Champions League, one of the more forgettable Champions League games for Manchester United. We'll also have a new issue of United We Stand Down at Old Trafford. That's gone to print, so please support us and buy that before or after the game on Saturday at Old Trafford, and then we'll see you for the next podcast. Until then, goodbye.